And welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm here with Tom today. No Thomas. He uh, He's at a spike ball tournament. Um, weird that in Ontario, everything's closed, but he will play spike ball. But everything's opening, so that's great. I had, anyway, I had no idea he played spike ball. Neither did I, and I've known him since grade nine. That was like eight years ago. <laughs> that was um, very out of the blue. and <laughs> Yes, it was just he was... he. Thomas couldn't make it today, unfortunately, yeah. which is sad because we have a pretty jam-packed episode. We um, obviously the playoffs started, um, and we haven't really got a chance to talk about it. A lot's happened, both news-wise and just straight-up play-wise. Playoffs have been great so far. Just they great. really have been. Maybe like, not in the north. Maybe not in the north. The north has been okay. The mm, fans not being there hurts. That's yeah. It's 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 so different. Like. I've been glued to this Carolina series. And oh, like when they're it's playing it's been so fun. Yeah, and like when they're playing at PNC and there's 12,000 fans, it's pretty wild. Like just it seems so not weird, but it's just like gra- almost like gratifying almost. Just happiness yeah. like seeing it. Like it's like we're getting there even though we're still in Canada and like we're still dealing with this bullshit. But like it's it's like a step in the right direction. And it's just, you know, it's good. Like, it's been good. Like, all this series has been a lot of fun so far. Um, and we're going to get into that. We'll start off yes. with, obviously, the Leafs. They played last night. Um, yeah, it was eventful, to say the least. Um, Tom, I'll let you get your take on this. They lost 2-1. They lost John Tavares. Um, just, I guess, take us through it. What did you see in the game? Because yeah, I was like- I was kind of flipping through games. I was watching it here and there. Uh, because the Florida game was on last night, and I'm loving that series. So um, I didn't really catch all of it, but what was kind of your initial thoughts on game one? Well, like, I guess there's one very big thing that happened, and, uh, I mean, everybody knows about it, right? John Tavares took the knee to the face. Corey Perry, it just had to be Corey Perry. Uh, (laughs) Just honestly the scariest shit, too. And, like, just watching the press conference after how sad Perry looked. And then even when Keith was doing his, like, in tears and just saying, like, normally when something like that happens, there's a little bit of crowd noise. But just in this circumstance, nothing. Silence. It it was a lot, like, maybe not as bad, but it was a lot like the Muzzin thing last year. And obviously not... And like it was like Muzzins was bad, but obviously not to the extent of the Tavares. Like the Tavares thing was sh- just straight up scary. Like and when I was watching that on TV, it's like you think he was just down and like maybe he was just a little dazed, but then he tried to get up and just like, he passed out. It's like and just, just fell fucked. backwards. And I saw yeah. a lot of people like hammering the Leafs medical staff, like why they try to get him up. And then it was there Tavares was a, trying to get up. It was Tavares trying to get up because one, that's what hockey players do right you get up uh like was it mcdavid when he uh the like? injury in his rookie year he just get oh, it off well that was collarbone off. right collarbone but like he just get off like it was no nothing. but even like the the broken leg but, like against yeah. two years two years ago like he tried to get up steven yeah, stamkos yeah. when he broke his leg on a post <laughs> and tried places. to get up and skate off and then just, he's like i got this and then just and then he fell. fell and was like trying to crawl but like yeah and he's like yeah that ain't happening yeah he's like oh uh but no, like, I mean, it's John Tavares, and you don't want this to happen to anybody, right? No, it could be freaking, it can be your uh, a goon fourth liner. It 
That's it's the scariest right. thing. It doesn't matter. And like, there was times where a lot of people were like, holy shit, we've seen something like very significant, potentially life altering. Uh, although luckily that hasn't, doesn't sound like it'll be the case. It's fortunately only a severe concussion. Yeah. Uh, and if you're talking, and I know concussions are awful, but yeah, if we're talking severe concussion, considering how that looked, it, he's it, lucky. And very, there was a, a medical doctor on YouTube that did a breakdown of it and what was happening and how the medical staff tried to help him up or tried to help him up, but also keep him down. But they can't keep him down too far because they don't want him fighting and making it worse and just trying to stabilize the neck as best they could. Yeah. And he did a really good breakdown of like how bad this initially looked. Uh, the good thing is John Tavares is out of hospital. They sent yes. him home, which is crazy to think that just last night it was like he was passed out on the ice and today's at home, which is very, very good news for John yeah. Tavares and, and under family, medical supervision. So I bet there's yeah, but still a little bit home. of we would rather have him at home versus nursing it in a hospital due to circumstances and yeah, you know, whatever. But being home is, is the biggest very thing good, very fortunate. And just the outpouring of support to the John Tavares Foundation by Leaf fans has been very heartwarming. Uh, yeah. And I saw a bunch just, of people on Twitter putting together like a we love you John video, which is you cool just too. you just know next season when there is fans in the building, there will be fans in the building at Scotiabank. You, you I imagine innovation. Oh, it's going to be like, was it two years ago when they did Tavares Day on the same day that Aginla was getting his number retired and they kind of ruined it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the after he got booed in Long Island. Yeah, and then they came home. Like, I imagine you'll see something very. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Scotiabank's going to be full in, in October. I'm hoping it is. But I imagine with the fans that are in the building, you'll get that kind of ovation um, for him, which, you know, I hope happens. Um, but I guess kind of moving on from the Tavares thing, I want to talk about the game itself because um, obviously the Habs went 2-1. Carey Price plays his best game in almost a calendar year. I don't remember the last time he played this well, probably last year in the bubble. He loves playing yeah, really. well in that building in the playoffs. I don't know what it is. Um, well, I mean, just Carey Price in general in the playoffs, he's a different animal. It's really weird. Like it I've is. He turns bashed it on this guy so much and like Every year in the playoffs, like maybe not like years ago, like in 16, 17, when he was legitimately like the best goalie in the world. But like these but, like, days, like in last recent year, years, when yeah, he's like, no la- longer like, the number one for sure. Yeah, like last year, the number one. Last year, like there was like a little skepticism. I was like, oh, was he that good? And then in the playoffs, he's at 936. And then obviously, it's only one game yesterday, one game, but coming off an injury, playing one AHL game in which he got lit up by the Marlies. And then to put on that kind of performance against one of the better offensive teams in the league is, yeah. If you're the Canadians, like you got to be like, okay, like thank you, but like we got to be better, even though they won. And I, like, I didn't, I didn't think the Habs played all that well. Obviously, Price played extremely to, well. To that, I think the Habs played just about as good as the Habs could have played. Fair enough. Right, and they got an almost perfect game from everybody. In terms of like an effort level, an energy level, a hitting level, which after the second or after the first intermission, it did calm down and they were letting up on their hits. And I think a little bit was due to the Tavares injury. 
mm-hmm. they did let up a little bit after that uh for about a period and a bit but they got situational scoring the josh anderson one was a just he snuck through somehow and then man they, like, he's fast the, man he's he, fast. He, i thought i thought josh anderson other than carrie price I thought Josh Anderson best was player. the best have last, have last night. He yes. was fantastic. He had that rush in the third. He almost like went through the D. He like almost, he, I think he yep. went right around Brody, which TJ Brody's a which that's not, very good defenseman. That's not easy to do. No, like very good defenseman. Like just walked them. And then like I think Jack Campbell, I thought, played a good game. The two goals that were scoreable yes. are breakaways. Yeah. Like, like how the you... Byron goal was ridiculous. Like of course, Which, Paul Byron, best way. Also, yeah, of course, Paul Byron on a breakaway. Of course, uh, dude, this guy in Calgary never scored on breakaways ever. Goes to Montreal, scores on every fucking breakaway. Shout out to the guy on Reddit for making <laughs> Paul Byron a hab. <laughs> Galaxy, whatever his name is. Shout, shout out to the Calgary Flames for keeping three goalies yep. and Brandon Bullock around so they had to wave Paul Byron. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I don't like, want to make this about the Flames. But man, that goal has to be one of the goals of the year. And it's, it's not unbelievable. Like about. on his Unreal. on his knees, like shorthanded chips it over the glove. Disgusting. Just such a nice goal from Paul Byron. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, I thought the best leaf last night was Austin Matthews, even though he didn't score. I thought he was by far and away the best leaf. I thought he was very, very good. I thought he Nylander had a lot was of a close chances. Second. Yeah. I thought Nylander had a fantastic. I thought Nylander was great. He had that big hit, <laughs> scored a goal, got, yeah, got some words fantasy that, points. Words that me. have never been spoken before. Nylander with the big hit. It was like the biggest hit of his career. And then people biggest were like, oh, he just fell into him. He definitely then, meant to hit him. And then scored 30 seconds later. Hey, he got me fantasy points. Big shout so, out Willie Nee. He's, so the like, only, he's the only player on a Canadian team I took in my fantasy league. Was William That's nee not under. a bad player to have. No. Yeah, but no, like, I like, I think it's going to be like, can, like, there's all these people like, you know, after game one, it's like, you know, the way Leaf fans are. It's it was a huge overreaction. Look, even without John Tavares, the Leafs should win this series. Is it going to be yes. easy if Carey Price is at the top of his game? No, it's not. But the Leafs should win this series, whether it's in five, six, or seven. Like I see they, people saying, like if they don't win in five, it's a dis. Like, they have problems. Like now you're missing your two C. You're missing a very good player in Tavares. You're missing your captain. You're, you're missing which, your captain. Which is something they addressed, right? They have Felino, they have Spezza, they have Thornton. The leadership is there besides Tavares. Yeah. Uh, he'll lead on and off the ice, but now he'll cheer from at home. And you know what? Like the I Felino, fire them up more. Yeah, like the and the Felino addition helps too. Now he's your two C. I don't love yeah. that as my two C, but he's still a centerman. Right? He can't not like a natural center, but he can play the, he can play up the middle. Let Willie take draws too. If it's depending on strong sides, like there's yeah. options here. Move Kerfoot. I think he's on the wing again. Like no, he, Oh yes. Cause they put Engvall yeah. at center, I believe, which I think so. And Gouch is back in the lineup. Like the, the second line was Gouch. Like, uh, at least when I saw Gouch, Lino Nylander. Yes. And then it was Hyman, Matthews, Marner. Engvall, yes. Kerfoot, and Mikheyev, and then you had the, yes. vet, the vet fourth line. Um, yes. Which, no, like, oh, like in, since you mentioned Mikheyev, just off topic, going back to the Tavares thing, when Dubas ran down the stairs, I saw he got a lot of praise from that, and it brought up the Mikheyev incident in yes. New Jersey mm-hmm. when he stayed in the he hotel, stayed in the or stayed in the hospital, sorry. Yeah. And the agent was like, yeah, we had more interest from other teams 
what we signed here because it's far and away the best run organization we've talked to. You wouldn't see Lou Lamarello doing that. No, no, not not at seventy years old. No, nope. and technically, do was broke COVID protocol. Who gives so. a shit? Who Her cares? captain's lying on the ice. Exactly. Um, yeah, like, I know. Just, but like I, like we should probably wrap this up on the Leafs because we have a lot more to get to go into. But yes. like, I think it's going to be win a cool this series. series. They'll I win the series. Like, I think they will. Like, I know I said Habs in seven. It was more just like being out there. I think the Leafs still will win. But I think the series is going to be a lot, maybe a little bit closer than we originally thought, especially if Carey Price is going to play like the way he did. Yeah. And we I, saw just the look at get- it, I look at it as the first goal was kind of the Leafs admitted they were just shook about I, what I, I'm surprised. I don't know how they kept playing. Right. I would and have like, been like, I'm done. It did cost them a goal. And I don't think there's any way around that. And then like the Joel Armia thing short-handed like that that's never not gonna happen again and other than that they played a pretty decent game all things considered so i don't think it's a far stretch to assume that the series is anything but over no not even, even if they go not down two nothing i wouldn't be surprised if they squeeze out a win i would be worried if you go down two nothing i'd be a little worried just i'm worried now you gotta win four straight if carrie bryce on god mode yeah, like, but look, I, I, I still think the Leafs are going to win this series, even though I called Habs in seven. I, it, it's it, like I said, it's, it's going to be a little more interesting now. We got to see how the Leafs' depth is going to step up now. I think they're going to have to be really good. It um, does, but, and also too, like, there's a rallying cry now. Yeah, especially right? now, like it has to be. And I was going to say, like, a lot of teams, if they lose game one, and there's a stigma behind them that they can't win, and the Leafs are one. The Pens were one against the Islanders, right? They got swept, and we can get to that later. Uh, or just this, like, if they lose game one, which they did, and the it's Tavares the thing the doesn't world. happen, if the Tavares thing doesn't happen, oh, yeah. there's a little bit more to it, right? There's a little bit more, ooh, I don't think they can win. Here we go again. Now they have a rallying cry. Now they have something to build around and something to cheer for in a way, something to win for. And I think that's yeah. something that this team is desperately needed. And any sort of self-doubt that they would have had after a game one loss isn't there. It's not there yet. Yeah. Um, the series isn't over. It'll be, it'll be an interesting, you know, tomorrow's game is going to be, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on. This is, I know it's only been three games. This is by far and away my favorite series currently happening. The Lightning and the Panthers. We knew it was going to be wild, and it is living up to all the expectation that we all had for it. Game one was ridiculous. The amount of fights, the amount of like physical play, the goal scoring, the the Nikita Kucherov, say what you want, cap circumvention, Gumzell has three points. Um, that's insane. <laughs> the, Sam, the Sam Bennett hit from behind that cost the Panthers game one and probably game two. Um, Jonathan Huberto being an absolute superstar in this series. This has been everything we wanted and more. Last night's game was Un- unbelievable. I don't know. Unbelievable. Every time I checked the fantastic. score, it was different. Yeah. So I'm absolutely loving this series. Like it's two. And the good thing is, Two very good teams. 
Florida has been so damn good. And if Coach Q doesn't win Coach of the Year, I'm going to be rattled because the, the amount he's getting out of this team definitely is needs to be nominated. A hundred percent, a hundred percent should be. Um, but it's just been like so, so, so good in every single facet. You've gotten like goalie controversy on the Panther side where it goes Bob, Drager, Drager gets pulled. Bob looks like he's probably going to start tomorrow. But Spencer Knight come in and his. Oh my God. Peter McGuire was have like a $10 million dollar third stringer. Like Un- Unreal. No, but. Um, that was a real conversation. Yeah, it was. This it's been a fantastic series. It's lived up to all the expectations. I hope to God we get seven games. Um, and and I kind of like the fans in the series, especially so in good. Florida specifically, have been so, so fun. So and good, fun because not because they're hockey fans, right? And I think we're seeing a a little bit of a trend here with non traditional markets having the best fans because they mm. aren't really used to hockey. Right, they're not used to the craziness, probably, and all that. But it's they been don't, great. Nobody grows up on ponds. Not in Florida. States. Definitely not. In not Florida. in Florida. You'll get eaten by gators. Uh, and they're just fun. It's like college football, college sports, NFL. It's a fantastic series to watch. The Hurricanes, the Predators tonight is a fantastic crowd too. Uh, Panthers, Lightning's a little. It's not as up there, but they've had a lot of winning and a lot of success to where it's more of a traditional market than the Panthers are, even though it's yeah. a little bit just down the road. Uh, but man, There have I, been some storylines in this series. Sam and, Bennett had amongst them. And that game, that game one was so physical, too. Great. It was so good. Like, the first period was amazing. But, like, that Sam, like, that Sam Bennett hit, man. Like, why? Why, like, Sam? And this is why, like, as a Flame fan, Sam Bennett was the most frustrating player ever. Is because he'd do dumb s- stuff like that. He cost the Panthers game one. They're up 5-4. He you took know, three or they're penalties, up four, right? They're up four, he had two. He had two penalties, and both of them led the Tampa Bay Power Play goals. They're up 4-3. There's, like, five minutes to go or whatever it was. Like, I understand Blake Coleman hit Barkov, and I get it was a bad hit. I get it. But you can't skate across half the damn ice and go rock this guy right in the numbers. Of course he was going to get suspended. In the corner, that. too. And there's something about corners where it just like, always is a little worse than it should be. Like, in, right? and like I get it. I get, I get it. Sam Bennett's been great in Florida. But, like, it's stuff like this that, like, as Flames fans made us so fucking angry at him. Is like, why are you doing, like, and everyone saw you play off Sam Bennett, play off Sam Bennett. He cost the Panthers two goddamn games. Yeah, at cost least them two one. games. At well, least he one. cost them game one for sure. Yes, and and then not being in the lineup for two, not being in the lineup for game two. Oh, my my dog's barking beside me. If you can't tell, um, no, but then he cost the Panthers game two probably by not being in the lineup. And you know he comes back in game three, scores a goal. You know again like off an amazing play by Barkov. Um, right, sorry, Huberto, not Barkov, Huberto. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it was a well deserved suspension for sure. Yeah, that game could have had four or five suspensions. Mm-hmm. But the 100%. league picked the worst one, and honestly, it was by far the worst one. There was the McDonough yeah. one that was pretty bad. The McDonough one that coming, was on but, Duclair, right? On Duclair, but Bennett coming across the ice, and yeah, just that's... rocking Coleman. Like Coleman didn't even turn; he was facing, he was facing the glass. Whatever, you know. And then you know, people are complaining about Nikita Kucherov, but hey, you know what? If the league is gonna let this happen, do it. 
Like what? Like instead of like bitching and complaining about it, teams have to find themselves a management group that is smart enough to do this. Yeah, like, have to. You know, Leaf fans and Tampa fans, don't be mad at this. Your teams do it. We benefit mm-hmm. from this. Granted, yeah. uh, I didn't think Riley Nash would ever play, and I thought that was just purely a cap thing. But he played. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be in game two, but like it's just a cap thing, right? And the Felino they brought Felino in because of cap shenanigans with Riley Nash and mm-hmm. uh, Nikita Kucherov was sitting out, and Stamkos was sitting out too. He missed some time. Uh, just make your team do it. This whole, but again, this whole thing of like, oh, the Lightning kept Kucherov out. Like, you really think they like decided that? Yeah, we're just going to keep our best player out of the lineup all year. Like, also too. I really like, think like if you're the Lightning, if you're the Lightning, which he had, it was hip surgery. Did he not? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even if your time got it in December, by the way, December, not October, December. Right. Like, even if your timeline is kind of about a month left in the regular season, yada, 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 it's hip surgery. You don't want to mess with that. No. Nope. Just take your time. I Honestly, I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's hilarious. He came back and kind of but we, picked but up we all where, knew where he left this was going to happen. Everyone oh, acts like we sure didn't think we this did. was going to happen. For Everyone sure knew this did. shit was going to happen. Um, yeah, it's just Blackhawks did with Patrick Kane a couple years ago, yeah. And like the, the Leafs have been doing it for years, like, why are like, and I find it kind of rich that it is mostly Leaf fans being they're circumventing the camp, like acting like they didn't trade for David fucking Clarkson a year ago. You act like we or they act like we don't employ the dude that wrote the rules to circumvent exactly. the rules, and like they act right? like they didn't trade for a dude who was never gonna play again last year to like, gain gas. When the speed. next CBA is up. David Pridham's lost his job. I don't know who's writing <laughs> totally. the next CBA, Not him. but he's a member of the Leafs. <laughs> Not him. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, the one thing I wanted to throw quickly about this Panther series, because I know we're kind of going on a while, um, Jonathan Huberto, superstar. No yes. question. Like, Barkov, superstar. Yes. And I like these were the two guys that everyone always said underrated. Uh, no, not underrated. This is gonna be this is gonna be Huberto's like coming out party if he already hasn't had his coming out party. Like we're in, I think, a state of like which we can talk about Jonathan Huberto being the Panthers' best player. I think we can have that conversation. At least we can it's at close. least it's close. Like it, they're both so good. But Huberto's been their best. I think he's been the best player in the series, to be I honest. Think so. with you. Yeah. He's and been like, so he, I have him in fantasy. He's it being it's weird to think like Florida has a line that can match Marner Matthews. It can match McDavid. It's Dreisel. this thing that's can scary to me is Kucherov, Stamkos, or Point, or the, the thing Bergeron, that's scary Pasternak, about the whatever. Yeah, but the thing they that's have scary a like to me that is the thing that's scary to me is like they're not playing Barkov and Huberto together. Like no. Barkov's playing with Verhage and Duclair. Verhage's been a star, and then yes. they have that second line of Huberto, Duclair, and no, sorry, Huberto now Owen Tippett and Sam Bennett. Like they have two lines I can come at you. It's it's kind of scary. And then you know you got the like, and Mackenzie Weger's been great on the back end. Like, but man, like Jonathan Huberto, man, on like so so good. And like he's on like him and Barkov are both on like five point nine million dollar deals. It's he's so good, man. 
they're good. He's so good. And like, they're I've been good. watching him this whole series, and like, he impresses me every time he steps on the ice. He's a superstar, no questions asked. And, um, and yeah. before we move on to the Avalanche, they've been doing this without Aaron Ekblad. Yes, unbelievable. On Was like, imagine Ekblad on this defense, blue line. Yeah. Oh. So, oh. yeah, it's scary. Um, but to me, the team that I think is the most fun team in the NHL to watch. Um, the Colorado Avalanche, they look goddamn unstoppable right now. They're up 2 nothing in the series. They absolutely pounded the Blues in game one. They put up 50 shots. Uh, they won 5-1. Five, they scored two empty netters. They won 5-1. Something um, like and that. Then, and then in game two, they won 6-3 off the back of a Nathan McKinnon hat trick. McKinnon, playoff McKinnon, 61 points in 42 career playoff games. Man hits a dip. Like he's already a superstar. He's already probably the second best player on the planet. Um, hits I, a new I loved level. his goal. He was just standing at the point and hit flat footed. Ripped a one timer. Top corner. <laughs> so good. So good. But yeah, like they look, they're the fastest team in the league. They're the most skilled team in the league. They're probably the deepest team in the league, in my opinion, on both the defense and the offense. Um, I was watching game two. It was in the first period, and like it was just a pure example of how this team plays and like the pace they play with. Devontae's went back for a puck. Him and Makar were both standing on the goal line. Taves chipped it up the boards. It was to one of Landis Gog McKinnon or Ranton, and I don't remember which monster it was he passed it to. But as soon as Taves touched the puck, you see Makar on the other side of the ice take off, and he's gone. And it get it goes to Landis Gog. To rant it into McKinnon over to McCarr. McCarr's at center ice, goes down for a prime scoring chance, almost scores. It's not even fair that, like, they have arguably the second best player in the world in Nathan McKinnon. They have the best defenseman in the league in Kale McCarr on their team. The best and blue my, line, period. Oh, straight up best blue line. But, like, I find it unfair that they have, like, two of, like, can you say two top 10 players in the league? At minimum, top 20 in McCarr. It's it's yeah. frightening, man. And like Devon Taves has been spectacular. Sam Gerrard's been so goddamn good this year. Um, and Philip Grubauer in the cage, like another just like he's he's a very, very talented goaltender. Like as long as he doesn't get injured, man, please, Philip, please stay healthy. Um Yeah, please don't put Dubnik in. No, don't do that. Because <laughs> now, now you don't have you don't have Francois there either. Please, please don't get hurt. Um, but you know, Nazim Kadri. Decided to be an idiot again after being so goddamn good in the bubble last year. So good for the Avalanche yep. when they needed him to be. And he, we're still awaiting his suspension. It might come at some point during this show. I, I just don't know. Again, nothing. Nothing um, yet. The hearing was like six hours ago. Six, probably seven or eight now. Um, yeah, so my like, guess like, is they'll do it again. Like, Spend them for the rest of the series. Yeah, I think the rest I of the so. series, or I would even like them to get creative because I don't think this series is going much beyond. Like, I think it's five games. games max. Yeah, two or three That's more if. games max. And if they're looking at giving him more than that, uh, I forgot Sorry. where I saw it where they used to suspend players for like, oh, if you took a suspension against the Rangers uh, back in like the original six days, you would miss the rest of the season against the Rangers. I would love to see something like Kadri has to miss the next two games against the Blues after the series. I think that'd be kind of cool and uh, gets away from the, like, it doesn't leak in, in, into the next series. Mm-hmm. 
but it's still worthy of being more than two or three games. Yeah. Um, it's it was such a dumb hit. Like he did. It was. There was, like th- there was like four minutes left in the game. Like, why even make the hit, man? I get it. Heat of the moment. You're in the playoffs, but like, you're up by three. Like, Naz. Like, and here's the thing: Colorado's going to win this series regardless whether Kadri's play or not. He like the team is that good. They're going to probably just like I imagine they'll break up the top line, move Landeskog down to balance out the units, move like. Burakovsky up. You probably give Tyson Jost more minutes. You probably give Newhook more minutes. It's crazy. I'm saying all these names and like, yeah. these are like it's so nuts. Um, but like they're gonna be fine without him. But like, man, Naz, I thought and we moved on from this. I thought he learned me, in Colorado not to be an idiot. Makes me kind of sad for him and like better as a Leafs fan and the return of that deal. And I know that's yeah, kind of like shit. besides the point here. Yeah. But the whole point. He's going to win a cup. He's going to win a cup with this team eventually. Eventually. Oh, my God. They have so many shots at it. Should be this uh, year. But... but it's just one of those things like the Leafs traded him so that because he wouldn't do this. this again for them. Right. Yeah. And it was, hey, can we trust Naz? The nope. answer they came to was no. And he's just probably playoff happens nope okay it turns out the avalanche can't trust him either and you know what Avs fans are calling for him to be traded too are they i haven't seen any of that i've seen a lot of hey this is first time for us third time overall i don't think one is enough times yeah well yeah i I don't know like it's unfortunate because he's such a good player and he's such a big piece of this avalanche team given like i said they're gonna be fine without him but you know, like Naz, you have a really good chance of winning the cup this year. Like, don't don't do anything dumb. Uh, and then, real quick, Jordan Bennington tried to fight another goalie. Like this just, guy, man. Like, sh- like, I have to give credit where credit is due. Bennington's very good in this series. He, like that first game, like shouldn't have even been close, and he only kept the Avalanche of three goals, like because they scored two empty netters. But like, like why? Why are you trying to fight Philip Grubauer? What did he ever do to you? Like, yeah, like he's like, Bennington's been. Good, actually, like you said, both goalies have been pretty good. Kubar uh, has been, but Bennington's been like he's been getting, he's getting, he's been getting like cratered, and he's yeah, been, you know, yeah. he's been playing very well. Um, like, just somebody fight him, get that urge out of him. Is that what needs to happen? Just somebody drop the gloves with him. And I hope that goalie is Robin Leonard at some point. I hope it's oh. next year. Robin Leonard just says, you know what, you know what, Jordan, let's shut you up right now. I'm gonna kick your ass. Given he probably wouldn't like think of the goalies he's gone after. He went after Devin Dubnik, Cam Talbot, and Philip Grubauer. Cam yeah, Talbot like, got his. What are you doing? Like Cam Talbot got his ass kicked by Mike Smith last year. You really think he's gonna fight you? No. Um. No. Like I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway, moving just, on. Man, stop fighting goalies. Stop yeah, trying to. Like, just Not fun. S- stop the puck. And you're embarrassing Blues yourself. Fans, Blues fans are like, oh, how about his cup? I don't give a shit. Stop fighting goalies. No, even me. they're like getting tired of them. Like, hey, yeah, man, they have been. Um, real quick, um, I just wanted to mention the uh, the Nashville Carolina series. That's also been a lot of fun. Carolina looks great. The game is currently tied at two. I think Jordan Stahl tied yes. it up. What a great series Jordan Stahl has been having. Um, if this isn't Sebastian Ajo's coming out party, I don't know what is. He's been fantastic. He scored another goal today. He's been great. I it already happened. I, that's what I think so. But I don't know. There's <laughs> fans that still don't think he's that good. Um, no, he's fantastic. Svechnikov has looked great. Mr. Svechnikov. 
Um, Hamilton, I thought, has looked great. Tara Minans looked fantastic. Um, Marty Natchez, Vinny Trocek, Alex Nedjelkovic. Holy shit, he's legit. He got waived earlier this year. And I said, why did nobody take a flyer? That dude is good. That dude was quite hyped up as Mm -hmm. the future goalie of this team. And they platooned for so long. With him, Marazic and Reimer, and now he's here, and he's proven them right. He's been great. Rob, Rod Brindamore has this team of flying right now. Um, I really hope to God that they get him signed because he like they deserve to have him. They've traded him so damn well. Um, no, like it's been a great series, like at least for Carolina, because I'm cheering for Carolina. If you guys already have, been, you know, if you guys don't already know. Um, they've it's it's been a fantastic series for Carolina in their favor. I think Philip Philip Forsberg has been fantastic for Nashville. He's has he's had a few very very nice goals. Yeah, uh, he scored he a very has. nice one today. Um, but yeah, like it's it's been a really fun series. Like I hope Carolina goes far because they're just such a fun team to watch. Um, and they play like, fun. Right? Oh my god, yeah. Like they have. Like, I feel like they're just a not as Good avalanche, if that makes sense. They're built very similar. Like they're not as physical similar. avalanche. Yeah, but like they're they're built in very similar ways. Where like their top yeah. line is like is like a monster line. You have Aho, Svech, and Taravainen. You know, obviously the McKinnon line is better. But you got the like defense solid, is the solid defense, one through six. Like I, I don't Even the know. The goaltending is kind like, of funny. The, the goaltending is so similar between Grubauer and Ned. Like it's they're they're, they're like identical. It's crazy. I like. If that's a Stanley Cup final, I will be so happy. I do. Really I will. I will book off every day of work if I have to to watch all seven games, or whatever how many games it goes. It'll be great. And I um, don't know if they could meet in the semis. I don't. no. I believe it would. It be has the to be the cup. Yes. Please let God. Be really I just want fun. one thing in life. I want a Carolina versus Colorado Cup final. In front of and like I wonder if Carolina makes it there, which would be two months from now. Or a month and a half. I don't know how long it would be. Are you going to ask PNC, about a full building? Would PNC be fully jammed? Yes, absolutely. Fully, Matt, dude, it would be great. And absolutely. I've said it here before. Like, if, if if Carolina wins, God, I hope Dougie Hamilton takes a freaking cup to a museum just because that would be and great. Like, with how full PNC has been so far, it looks fuller than it actually is. They, yes. With all they the towels K, waving is- and... Like 12k is a lot of people, but it's yeah, lot. it's it's not. I think they hold. It's probably 15, 18k. I don't know what it is. And Some the uh, Carolina Hurricanes actually just took a three-two lead. Uh, Vinny Trocheck, they um, did just scored. Yeah, so thank God, Vinny Trocheck. Woo! What a trade that was about a year ago. Fantastic. Underratedly good. Oh, he was great in Florida. Like he, and then he had like a down year, and then Florida was like, ah, we got to trade you. Imagine this yeah. Florida team with and Vinny Trocheck. I love right in this now. series how they hate Holla. I think that's hilarious. Oh, it's great. I love but have you been reading, it. But have you been reading into it? Because I started like looking into it, why they hate Halla so much. Apparently, Eric Halla was bitching to Rod Brindamore about his ice time, that he wasn't getting enough ice time. And apparently, this guy was like like oh, the worst in the room. Apparently, no one liked him. That explains why he was getting scratched. That's and then he got traded. Is. Like, yeah, like apparently, he's just a dick. Apparently, Eric Halla is just a dick. Yeah. We weren't going to talk about this, but allow me to... Yeah, Speaking of being dicks, Zach Prize. I don't know if you've seen. He hasn't been in the lineup. Yeah, I, apparently he's a dick. Is that is that the reason? Really? 
Yeah, apparently, like, I mean, you know, like you see the wild and they have a locker room identity, right? They have an identity to them. Yeah. It's all like for the team. I think he's a little mad that Kirill Kaprizov basically like took his spotlight. Yeah. So he's been scratched, although Marcus Johansson broke his arm. So I broke his arm? Bet he, yeah. Yeah, Oh, I did not hear about that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Another one of just, just, how did you just like keep playing like that? There was a certain Flames it. player that was playing with a pretty stupid injury. We'll get to that. Um, no, like, for, we can go for it now. I do. Um, we're going to gear away from the playoffs. I know there were some series we didn't talk about. Vegas, Minnesota has been great. The Pittsburgh game was awesome last night. There was a couple line brawls. Um, Edmonton, Winnipeg, like the most boring game one I've ever seen in my life. I watched it for five minutes and turned on, turned back to the Colorado game because I'm like, I can't watch this. Um, it's hard f- when you're not invested, like with a team. So, like with the Leaf series, if I wasn't a Leafs fan, I don't think I'd watch that. It was my primary series. No, I'm a Leafs fan, so I'm watching it. Uh, I have a hard time watching that Oilers Jets game. It was bad. That's a that's like, a tough I know, series. Like, I know, like Connor McDavid's in that series. Like, I want to watch for him, but like. Man, like I, the Oilers, the freaking Jets, like like Pierre Luc Dubois playing tonight. So like, maybe that's a little better. Like, Man, ugh, I'm, I'm so gonna be honest, just, I didn't know they were playing. Yeah, tonight. he's playing tonight. Nick Ehlers is still out. Like, I don't know. I've no, I've zero interest in that series. I won't have interest until in the Oilers until like it's McDavid versus like Matthews or McDavid versus Crosby or McDavid versus. Please don't McKinnon. rob us of McDavid Matthews. That'd be great. It'll probably be I'll the watch only that. chance we'll ever see it. I'll watch that. I'll watch that series. Yeah. If this um, is Jets Habs, I'm so pissed. Oh, oh. It'd be so <laughs> boring. Sportsnet oh executives are crying. Oh, oh my dude. I can just think of the slog fest between Dominic Ducharme and Paul Maurice already. Every game the, the only, is the, end only like, the only saving grace we might have is the Hellebuck and Price might put on a show, but oh my god! Every game is going to end one nothing in triple overtime because nobody <laughs> wants to score because nobody. No, I would can. suck ass. I would suck ass. Oh, anyway, that'd be a terrible series. Yeah, I, I know there's some series we didn't get to, but we can't talk about all of them. It would be almost as bad as the Flames Connect series. Oh my. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of the Flames. Yep. There you um, go. There's a they had. Um, I want to start off by saying. From April till now, the Flames played some really good hockey. It was a lot. It was a much too little, much too late. You know, that streak of which they lost 8 of 9 or 9 of 10, whatever it ended up being, sunk them. Sunk them. And if they had played the way they played from the beginning of April till, uh, what was their last game? Wednesday? Wednesday. Um, Yeah, Wednesday at like noon on a... (laughs) Yeah, it was at at 3.30 because I was was still at work. Um we might be talking about a flames leaf series right now. We might be, um, they didn't get it done. They weren't good enough. Um, but they did their locker clean out yesterday and there was some amazing quotes that came out of, um, locker clean out day. The first one I want to talk it was so like, I was at work and I was just following on Twitter and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, we were getting so much good stuff. Not all of it great, but like there were some really, really interesting things that were said. I'm going to start with Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau, we all know Eric Francis has been basically trying to run this guy out of town for two years now. Um, and it's weird because we always hear 
Johnny Gaudreau is not going to stay in Calgary, but it's like the only person who's ever pushing that narrative is Eric Francis. Um, but Johnny Gaudreau, you know, said he came out again yesterday and he basically said that I love it here in Calgary. If tree and the management staff think I've played well enough, I'm very much open to having that discussion this summer about signing an extension. And he said this last year, he said, I love it in Calgary. My family loves it in Calgary. My fiance loves it in Calgary. We love it here. He said it again this year. And I know there's a lot of lip service in hockey. John Tavares, you know, is yeah. the king of that, where he said, I want to be in New York and obviously left for Toronto. Pat Steinberg came out with a really good article yesterday, basically saying that he's only heard nothing but good things come from the Gaudreau camp his, and his family and everyone around Johnny Gaudreau. He's only heard good things about this guy. Um, I'll actually read it because I have it pulled up here. Um, so basically Steinberg said, if you don't follow Pat Steinberg and you're a Flames fan, you should because he's amazing. He does really good work. Um, this is what he said. I don't believe this is lip service from Gaudreau. Everything I've been led to believe over the last few months, just Gaudreau and his family are keen to sign in Calgary. Tree Living confirmed as much on, as, as such on Thursday when he stated um, that Johnny has expressed his desire to be here. I know there are skeptics who suggest Johnny is just staying, saying this because he has to or because it's what he's supposed to say. I don't buy it. I've heard numerous tiptoe around similar questions over the years and came nowhere close to what Gaudreau has said over the last two off-seasons. I've never understood the Johnny wants to leave narrative myself, despite its persistence going back to his time at Boston College. He signed with the Flames in 2014 instead of going back for his senior year, which would have opened the UFA loophole. He then signed a, uh, a six-year extension two years later, and now he stated twice on the record he wants to stay in Calgary for the long run. If he don't already, if he didn't already, it's probably time to take Johnny's um, Johnny at face value. Look, guys, I don't. I know we don't know what direction this Flames team is going in. I know I talked about it with Tom yesterday that is it the right move for the Flames to sign Johnny Gaudreau long term, or should they be no. trading him for assets or assets? This is what I have to say. No matter what we think the Flames should do, are they good enough right now, you know, to be a good team? I don't know. Probably, you know, not. But Broutree Living went out last year, not even a calendar year ago, and he signed Jacob Markstrom to a six-year deal, and he signed Chris Tanev to a four-year deal. Daryl Sutter did not come out of retirement to go through a rebuild. They're not rebuilding. They're not tearing it down this summer. It's not happening. And if that's the plan, Johnny Gaudreau's staying. He's at least staying for this season. And you know what? Year. When you're back in the West, and the West is, you know, it's the a Pacific. Bit, well, Pacific, right, because Generally, that's how divisions work. Um, expansion team coming in. I don't think they're. I don't think Seattle will be that good. Seattle's not going to be very good. It's not going to be uh, Vegas 2.0. I'll tell you that much. Not Vegas. Um, Anaheim's bad. The Kings are bad. The Sharks are bad. The Canucks are bad. The Oilers. Well, the Oilers like, have McDavid. Like the Oilers. Yeah, the Oilers probably going to lead that division. No, Vegas. Sorry, Vegas exists. <laughs> uh, Vegas. But like, I don't. Lead but that I don't division. think the gap between the Flames and Oilers is that big. I don't think so. And sure, they have they have the guard guys. They have who the David play, and Dreisaitl. Right? Like, yeah, like I think the play. Flames, to be fair, like over the last three seasons, have played the Oilers really, really well. 
it's you know it's just the fact that the Oilers have McDavid and the Flames don't. Right, you know? and like and, the other uh, teams you'll have to play in that division. Yeah, it's weak, and you're and and it's not you'll like be you're able just to rack up points that you otherwise wouldn't have against the Habs or the Jets or the Leafs or the Oilers. Yeah, and you have to remember, next season is going to be a regular season. It's not going to be this, yeah. you know, you're only playing within your division. You're going to get those games against Buffalo. You're going to get those games against, you know, I know they were bad against Ottawa this year, but you're going to get those games against Ottawa. You're going to get those games against Detroit. You're going to get two against I'm not, the Devils. Yeah, I'm not know? saying the Flames are going to I'm not saying the Flames are going to win a cup next year. What I'm saying is I don't think they're as bad as they showed this year. I don't I don't believe it. Because think of like they went through the whole Jeff Ward thing. And he had them playing at a very, very bad level. Sutter came in. They started very strong under him. Then they dipped. And then, like I said, the beginning of April, they brought their game really high. They were top five in almost every key metric. I know the In the Dome guys posted it over the course of April. And you know when that started? It started when Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Chuck, and Elias Lindholm were united as the top line. And that line was dynamite i said it all year i'm like why aren't we putting these three together it's clearly not johnny gaudreau with sean monahan and brett ritchie and i saw another stat that said in games that johnny gaudreau didn't skate with monahan and ritchie he had 44 points in 42 games take that in when he was playing with actual good line mates he was fantastic okay so like if you had to give them a grade for this year what would Who, it be? Johnny Gaudreau or the Flames? The Flames. Oh, they the failed. Flames. They failed. They failed? They didn't make the Like They should have made the playoffs this year. In this division, yes. they should have made the playoffs. And, and they didn't. They failed. take coming down to the last two weeks against no. the COVID Canucks to be Exactly. Good. Yes. They, it's, they failed. You know, I will give Johnny Gaudreau was fantastic all season long. Fantastic. Andrew Mangiapani, fantastic. All season long. He scored 18 goals. He had 17 last year. He scored 18 goals this year. That's a 25 goal pace. Fantastic. Chris Tanev of all guys. Oh my God. If there was a if there was an award for the best defensive defenseman in the league, Chris Tanev would have won it by a landslide. He was that good. And Chris Tanev, this is the injury thing I was talking about. This guy played with two broken ribs. Um yeah, broken and a rims torn and pectoral. A torn pectoral after a hit with Pierre Luc Dubois. God bless Why? you, Kristanov. You played fantastic. Why, Why was he playing? Point? Why was he playing? You were out of the playoffs for a year, or not a year, but like a very long time. And Yusuf Valamaki, Oliver Shillington, and Connor Mackey were all sitting watching yeah. him and Michael Stone and Nikita Nesterov play. Are you kidding me? This is what I go back to when I was talking about Monaghan last week. Are you like, why? Why even bother? Even Man. like Blake Wheeler and, in Winnipeg, dude played with broken ribs and then he got yeah. lit up by Sandine. No wonder yeah. that hurt him. Um, and then uh, Jacob Markstrom was dealing with a concussion and he played 16 straight games. Wait, uh, yeah, when he oh. missed time, it was a concussion. Oh, and then Daryl Sutter that. decided, I'm going to play you 16 straight times. Maybe that's why Markstrom was so bad this year. I think as a goalie, you need reaction and like mm, mental yeah, awareness. <sighs> like, um, wow, yeah, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, and like I got, it makes me a little nervous because when Daryl Sutter had Kipper, if you don't remember, he ran Kipper into the ground every single year. Kipper was playing seventy-two games a year. Yep, they better find Marks from a goddamn backup for next year. He's he's gonna fall apart. Getting back to my point about Johnny Gaudreau, if he wants to sign long term, and the Flames want to sign him long term, you do it. You do it. And if the number is eight point three million over six or seven years, you do it. He's the yeah. last guy I am looking to trade. Like I'm watching this team play, and I'm like, where is the offense going to come from if he's not around? Where's it yeah. going to come from? And well, that's the whole point. You trade him, tank. There you go. Build back. I up. understand. Right, yeah. Like I get it. I get. Like I'm like if they decide to tank this year, the next year, I would be. I would be all for it. But like and I have mentioned, a whole offseason to talk about that, right? Yeah, but like, but like I mentioned with the Sutter thing and you know signing Mark and Tanev, I don't think they're going to do it. Which is why, yep. if the opportunity is there to keep him, keep him. The you, guy I would target unless Monahan, you're bad and you can get a haul at the deadline. I think exactly. That's the only thing. Yeah, if you can't get a deal done, but it'll be either he'll sign an extension, probably in the offseason. Uh or maybe leading up to the deadline, or he's a Philadelphia Flyer. From that, it sounds uh, like he wants it, to go to two. He wants to stay in a, his current home, or he wants to go home. You know, I don't. I don't buy this whole Philly thing, honestly, though, because they they yeah. asked him one time, "Hey, would it be cool to play in Philly one day?" And he said yes. Yeah, of course. And and it was him. and it was never ever spoken about by him ever again. So I don't buy this whole he wants like wants to go back to Philly thing. He'd be, he'd basically be going to Calgary East if he signed in Philly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'd basically be the Point. same thing. But um, no, like there, like, like I said, like he was a really good quote yesterday. Milan Lucic had a, some really good quotes and just saying like we have to stop being individuals and if you want to buy in and win, he's like that's what we did in Boston and that culture thing is still going on now. Um, Daryl Sutter shut down Eric Francis. Like, again, it was the greatest thing ever. Francis asked, like, a really dumb question. Like, oh, like, do you think your captain is going to be around next year with expansion? And Daryl's like, that's an irrelevant <laughs> question, Eric. Next. And I was like, why are you, like, why is Eric Francis asking about, like, are, is your captain going to go? Last point, and then I swear we can move on. Um, okay. Mark Giordano looked, he looked very distressed. I was watching some of the interviews with him. They asked him about expansion, and he basically said, that's a conversation I have to ask, have with Tree Living um, because I haven't had it yet. But he's like, I've been hearing things. Shit. I think I, I okay. want to say Mark Giordano isn't happy with management. And that's and, why Frank Saravelli reported that there will be yes. management changes. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And I think Mike Fuda, yes. everyone's thinking, is the front runner because he worked with Sutter in Los Angeles. Oh, that'd be a good one. Eh, I, I would love Eric Polsky. I think that'd be great. I don't think he's leaving Carolina, though. Um, no, but I don't know. Like, if there's a shift, like, I saw people saying, like, talking about Kachuk and basically saying, like, you know, can he be a future captain? Is this guy you want as your leader? If there was really a rift in the room from earlier this year, remember, like, when the whole Muzzin thing happened? Yeah. If there was there's a rift in the was, room, don't make him a captain. Nope. No. This is where I'm at. If there's a rift in the room and it's between the old leadership core of Giordano, Backlund, Monaghan, 
Um, I'm trying to think of someone who's been around for a while. Just the old Gert. The old it, not including Johnny Gaudreau, because I think he's like split yes. right down the middle. I don't really think he gives a shit. <laughs> not in a bad way. I just think like he's not involved. He's never worn a letter, which is whack. Um, between that group and then the new guys that are coming, Kachuk, Mangiapane, Dubé, Anderson, Valimaki, that side, I'm taking the Kachuk group every single day because Matthew Kachuk's a guy I'd want to go to war for. When they let him play his game, like when he's being a pain in the ass, like he has been, like he was in 1819, like he was in 1920, that's the guy I want to play for. I don't want this whole, I don't want you, you know, not doing your thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It was like, like I said, it was a really interesting day. And like, I feel like we need to spend a whole episode talking about it because. And we'll have a whole off season. We will. It's because gonna be, they didn't I'm, make the playoffs. No. And it's going to be, to me, this is the most interesting off season. I think yes. we're going to have oh, in Calgary definitely. for a while. Definitely. And like I said, if they're going to make a trade, I think it should be Monaghan. He'd be the guy I'd be looking to ship out. Um, Cause it's quite clear. Elias Lindholm's our number one center. Um, and that and will just shout out. The uh, yeah, and just shout out uh, Matthew Phillips. Our short king played his first NHL game. It was a long time coming. I'm very happy to see that he got in. Um, he's sh- ho- hoping to God Seattle doesn't take him because he's um, he's not he's not uh, he is eligible, uh, but he should and will make this team next year. I hope. Very excited. Uh, moving on, just a couple real quick points. Uh, the Red Wings extended uh, head coach Jeff Blashill. Um, I saw some people ripping this, but if you're Detroit, you're going to be bad. I don't think you need a good coach. Jeff Blashell's kind of run them into the this ground. Isn't the first time they've re-upped him, right? I don't believe I, he's been around for a long time. He's been gone. He's I'm been around since sure left. They signed him 15. to like a two-year extension. No, he's been before around for this. Years. He's been around for a while. Like he was his first year as head coach was the 15-16 year. It was right after it was Babcock right after left. Babcock. Yes. Yeah. He was the guy. And look, like, he outlived Babcock. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Wow. Uh, the thing is with me, it's like, I would very much trust everything Steve Eiserman does. Yeah. Everything. Uh, this is what he wants to do. Hey, Stevie, why you do you, man? You, yeah, you I'm ripped, just going to go watch ripped, a Tampa like, Panthers game right now. Yeah, literally. Yep, okay. like, <laughs> I trust him. Yeah, I, I, I have, if that's the guy that Stevie wants to run with for a couple years... Go if, for it. If when, if and when, or when the Red Wings need a coach, when they're good, because they will be very good, because Steve Eiserman's building this team. Steve Eiserman will have no problem getting a coach. No problem. No. No. He'll get he'll be whoever he lined wants. Up for him. Yeah, he'll get the guy that he wants when the team is ready for that. They don't need a coach right now. They're bad. They still need a few years to develop Zadina. No. And, and don't bring in the coach Sider. that you want. To win with now. No, exactly. It, the shelf life isn't there yet. Don't put nope. it on the shelf. Nope. Just um, keep doing what Blashell's doing. Seems to be doing a decent job. Yep. They finished above where they thought they would finish. Hey, you know what? <laughs> they like, weren't all last in the division. Yeah, all things considered for the Red Wings, they weren't a complete tire fire this year. Which, hey, step in the good step, step in, in the, the direction. right direction. And like, and like Larkin got hurt. Like they traded Mantha. Varana looked great when he got there. Moritz Sider just won the SHL defenseman of the yes. year. He's going to be a player for. They have pieces, and they'll oh be yeah, good. and they they probably they, they're going to add like they have um who fuck who's the guy they just tried Lucas Raymond, 
He's going to be He's very, good. very, very. They good. have pieces. Yeah, they and... just. I still think they need one more big one to add. Yes, they need but, one. And, and they're going to get big one. fish. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they'll they'll be one. in the running for a lottery pick long enough to where mm-hmm. they'll get a top three. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Speaking speaking of coaches, just real quick, the Rangers did interview Gerard Gallant, which. <laughs> Glenn, him for Panarin? them would be so good. I like that. I, I feel like they're kind of the perfect the team to be under mm-hmm. Gallant. Yeah, though he'll push the pace on that team. Like, yeah. And sometimes the Rangers do need a kick in the ass of like, hey, like we need to start pushing the pace a little bit more. Uh, yeah, Gallant would be that guy. David Quinn obviously wasn't. Um, yeah, like if he's the guy, like I know they're interviewing quite a few more people. Because it's the Rangers, they can. Yeah, anyone will come coach the Rangers. Hey, we have our Temi Panarin, Adam Fox, Alexi Lafreniere. Come coach us. And we're New York. Right. And we're New York. And, <laughs> and we'll we're pay you. And we'll pay you lots of money. We to come aren't. Coach we aren't the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, like we will. We <laughs> Do you want to come live in Buffalo? <laughs> or come no. live in Manhattan? Yes. Yeah. No. It's they're going to have an interesting offseason considering everything that happened. Um, and then real quick, Yarmo Kekalainen was extended f- through the 24-25 season. John Davidson, speaking of the Rangers, uh, is back in Columbus. A um, couple pretty good moves. Like I like Yarmo Kekalainen as a GM. He's made some questionable moves. Every GM has. I think I yeah. like Kekalainen more a lot. I think I, re- I like Kekalainen more than most GMs. And John Davidson's an excellent hockey mind. He's back, like He made some very good decisions in his time in Columbus. Like Pierre Luc Dubois when they drafted him, I know he's not there anymore. Was very good for you know when he was in Columbus, except for those last few games this year. Um, yeah, well, that that wasn't on his draft position, so yeah. Anyway, but no, like I like the move for Columbus. I think Kekalainen's a good GM. John Davidson's gonna do a very good job again in Columbus. Yep, and him. just yep. keep some stability in that organization. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna have to find a head coach too now. So, Um, and then news that broke today: the Canucks extended Travis Green. Excellent move. Travis Green's, I think, a very good coach in this league. See, I find this really weird because they don't like Travis Green, and Travis Green doesn't like them. Neither party likes each other. The players do love him, though. He is a player's coach. I just find it weird that. Uh, <laughs> they, yeah, the Aquilinis and Benning and Jim Benning brought in a guy that they didn't really like, and he doesn't really like them. But I mean, their quotes got pretty spicy today. I know. Yeah, and then there's this whole Jim Benning fiasco where it's like he put out it was him, right? That said, like he's not coming back, or the Aquilini said he wasn't going to be back. It was somebody said that the Aquilinis kind of hinted that they didn't want to bring back Jim Benning and that they wanted to look elsewhere. And kind of rightfully so, he hasn't really put in this team in a position to win. And hey, maybe, maybe the Sardines would come back. Maybe they would be part of management. <laughs> that, oof. I mean, I don't know much about the Sardines outside of their playing career, but they haven't had much managerial experience, and typically that doesn't work too, too well when you just kind of throw players into that situation. But it could work for the Canucks. can't really get any worse. You have a scout as your GM, 
And he said he's ready to go big fish hunting in the offseason to prepare for oh a God. playoff run. <laughs> and man. I think that is potentially one of the dumbest uh, <laughs> things. Because then he tried to do that this offseason. Man, yeah, what did you do this offseason? How are you going to go big fish hunting? They have zero no one, cap no, space no in like two RFAs. Yeah, he, I, I said, who's there was someone I said he was going to sign like a three year deal. Oh, it was Luke Clendenning. He's going to sign three years, four million per just because like, Jim Benning. And it, they kind of got lucky that Pedersen was hurt most of the year because how do you judge that number? He's not getting a big eight by eight or whatever. Oh, him, him, and, and Hughes. Lucky Hughes had a down year too. The whole team did, but. That's kind of the trajectory. Everyone that headed. wasn't named Brock Besser. Yeah. Man, Tyler Toffoli would look pretty good on the team right mm-hmm. now. Just oh yeah. The Canucks are a giant mess and they're gonna try and run it back again. And unlike the Flames, uh who actually could do in. it, the Canucks are not gonna be able to. No, they would need like Elias Patterson to absolutely carry them on their back. And how much and of that bottom Ed- six is still locked up? Oh my god! Yeah, yep. one more uh, year to Antoine decline. Roussel, Jay Beagle. Yeah, it's it's a mess. It's, it's a giant mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to add? No, I just think the that we got <laughs> the Leafs coming tomorrow, game two. Uh, it'll be very interesting. We'll have in the episode next week a little bit more to talk about potentially the series is would be almost over at that point if, maybe we'll, uh, have, maybe we'll maybe, have fans in bell center if it gets six we'll see if that gets vetoed or not by a little bit of the upper levels of government but you know what i think they can it was mm-hmm. edmonton had healthcare workers in the building for the anthem, and I assume they let them stay. I guess we'll see. You're, not, you're telling me you can't put a couple hundred, a thousand spread out across the Bell Center? One person in every tw- 20 I seats? 20, I think it was 2,800. I think I saw. 26. 26, 28? Yeah, something like that. 26 plus boxes. Like, you could do that, right? Yeah. You only actually have, like, 1800 people i don't know 2000 in the actual stands mm-hmm. you could do that yeah one person every 20 seats hell they're paired up they come as a group four people two pods in a section you could do that <laughs> yeah i know we'll have fans it'll look hilarious compared to carolina but oh my god i know it's right? a start it's yeah. a start we'll get there by by october i imagine all canadian teams will have fans back and you know, some guys like, have said, like, yeah, it's a little hard to play without fans. You know, sometimes you need that adrenaline yeah. in the building that, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, gonna, that's why they play. Yeah. Um, We're good. I don't know, like, Wrap it up. Anything else? Wrap it up. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it, it for this one. Uh, like always, Instagram, Twitter, at the Burning Leaf Pod. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.